Today on Criminal Minds, we talk about JJ and her remorse. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hello, everybody. Welcome back <laughs> to After Buzz TV. We're here talking about Criminal Minds, season 12, episode 2. Sick day. Such an amazing episode. I'm your host, Marissa Serafini. You can follow me on Twitter at TV. Joining me, I have... Thank you guys so much. Welcome to the show. I'm Madison Makeley, and you can find me on all my socials at Maddie underscore Makeley. And I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys, so you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. There we go. Criminal Minds. Go. This, I, I love the show so much. Mm-hmm. Listen, this episode, Sick Day. What a fantastic episode. But what were your quick thoughts about it? Yes. I, I, I just love the enthusiasm in these episodes. And I like how they're actually switching up a little bit mm-hmm. um, with going back and forth from JJ's story to the actual what happened through this whole process of the crime. And I thought that was really creative of them to do that, especially because they haven't really done anything like that yet. So, but I loved it. It's super intense. I, I I never thought that they could get any more intense, and here they are getting more and more <laughs> intense. Yeah. What did you think? I really liked this episode for the same reason. The back and forth between what had happened and the JJ just talking to Will about that. I thought that was a really good use of the fact that these are people. And I think that's what separates Criminal mm-hmm. Minds as opposed to some of the other serials in the past is that we delve more into their personal lives as well as that of the NSUB. So, you know, to see these moments with JJ and Will just really make it so much more real. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I did love what you two have been talking about. But like, I love the storytelling aspect mm-hmm. of this. We got the whole narration of JJ recounting the whole situation, which it's it's nice to see it from someone's perspective other than just the viewer's perspective, but like how someone felt throughout the whole situation and how they felt afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really creatively done. Very rarely do they ever go with this type of st- storytelling for just the, the case itself, and I, I really enjoy that. It made it more personal mm-hmm. and um, more intimate to me, just feel even more for J.J., because um, I think she's just... A.J. Cook is such an amazing actress, yeah. and like you really just felt for her this whole episode. But... Amazing. Well, we still have the whole episode to talk about. Uh, Let's get into it. You know, it it does feature, you know, JJ throughout this whole um, episode, but, like, she comes home from a case that obviously emotionally rocks her, Mm -hmm. and we we get her husband, Will. That was really sweet to Mm -hmm. to see him back and, and whatnot, but he can all automatically understand that she's having these issues and makes her talk about it, and that's how we get into the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But what did you think of Will and his reappearance of the, on the show? I love Will. I'm always happy to see him, you know, and it's something that, you know, came randomly up because uh, AJ Cook got pregnant years ago, but it mm-hmm. stuck throughout the show because people really like Josh Stewart, and the Will mm-hmm. character and JJ works so well. It's because he gets it. He's a cop. You know, he understands her and why she needs to do that. And that's, you know, why their relationship is so great and so real. And it's nice to see bright spots like this on a show that can be so dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you, actually. I loved how just understanding he was. Like, even when she's exhausted and coming home and hurt and she wants to go to bed, but he's like, well, this is better for you. You need to talk about it and I'm here. So I, like... That she, he was being like the epitome of what a husband, especially in her position, needs. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and especially after a crime like that, and she just wants to be with her kids. 
you know, it's 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 hard. It, I don't know. It's but I love them together so much, and he's perfect for her, especially in this case and through her job. And I feel like he's what's really getting her through it. I think he's a great balance for for JJ. Mm-hmm. We have her strong personality, and then he seems I, I don't want to say more meek, but mm-hmm. he seems like the the softer side that she also needs to yeah. to help balance out her life. But I love the fact that he automatically knew that this case involved children, yeah. which is yeah. like such a it's it's a fine line that you cross, especially on a show like this because mm-hmm. it, it can be very very real. Mm-hmm. And but I think they handled it with taste and um but it was really and just it it was a very smart way of how they tied it to jj Mm -hmm. and her kids yeah and actually um arian denay uh benay i said i think we don't see enough of will i enjoyed seeing him ground her and quino rivera in the chat says i love that they use both of aj cook's kids in this episode yeah we don't normally see uh michael the younger one we we see cute little henry all the time though (laughs) i know yeah uh, Yeah. aj cook's real life sons mckay and phoenix played the sons which i, I think so is good because they so look like her anyway yeah, yeah they're so here. <laughs> yeah and baby girl 82 also agrees that we don't see enough of will and they love the relationship between him and jj mm-hmm. we do and it was definitely something to root for back in season three mm-hmm. and yeah. i'm glad it's just such a strong relationship that mm-hmm. lasts for all these seasons and all these years that we've been watching them but mm-hmm. that really pretty much takes us into this actual case mm-hmm. we learned that two years ago uh, lisa ruiz and James Jefferson were runaway people who were abducted and but burnt bodies in an abandoned building, which takes us to a current day. Um, we learn on the plane that 14-year-old Hannah Robertson disappeared five days ago, and Max Wasserman also disappeared, 14-year-old and 11-year-old. So this case obviously deals with young children, mm-hmm. and they're pretty much they're on a timetable right now. But it was really scary to to already know that four people mm-hmm. have been burned alive in, in abandoned buildings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was kind of hard to watch, actually, for me, just because, like, especially bringing in these kids and bringing in someone like Francesca, who's 16, That's I'm only three years older than her, so I'm like, oh my gosh, like, who can, this can really happen to anyone in broad mm-hmm. daylight. So it was just so interesting to watch how this all of this unfolds and how they can be tricked and taken and how this actually happens in places really close to Los Angeles, you know, the entire Southern California. So it was just crazy to see how realistic it is, this one, because sometimes um, they can be a little far-fetched, but this one I feel like isn't isn't that much far-fetched, yeah. really, at all. So it's just Lucretia. interesting. Yeah, to me, you know, especially with Francesca, where you see her, she knew what was going on and Mm -hmm. had a bad feeling and and tried to do the right thing by not getting into the car, but then he gets her anyway. Because that is the thing. I mean, her mother even talks about it. No, she is too smart for that. But, Mm -hmm. you you know, if someone overpowers you, and that's the scary part, is it doesn't matter how smart you are. Sometimes you can still become a victim. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I I find what's also scary is that the specific victimology that the unsub picked we had the teenager uh and like the young teenage age but you have the older sister and younger brother dynamic Mm -hmm. and that's like so relevant for like a lot of families like me i mean that's how my family dynamic is there is me i'm the older sister and the younger brother so this episode did kind of hit really close to home 
Especially, you know, when we learn more about the unsub, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little too close to home. Yeah. But I, I, I did like the fact that they tried to integrate technology, um, especially in this. I think it was really smart because mm-hmm. we had the roots of trying to get Snapchat. Yeah. Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Snapchat. <laughs> yeah. But Snapchat on the phone, and that's how the unsub got her um, mm-hmm. with the blitz attack. Mm-hmm. But in the end, yeah. a cell phone did help save them. Yeah, a little bit. We'll we'll definitely get into it, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we learned the victimology, our teenagers, brother sister dynamic. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Francesca a little bit. She's a sixteen year old. She's really smart, based mm-hmm. on uh, the the mother's song, no, saying that she knows mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. But Berto, we got Berto, the younger brother oh. who likes comics, and we see JJ trying to bond with her yeah. him a little bit. Mm-hmm. But what did you think of Berto? I loved that, you know, JJ is trying to bond with him and talk to mm-hmm. him like she would Henry. And and that's, again, you know, she talks about later in the episode is that's why, you know, she picked him. But the little Silver Surfer comment and how JJ knew everything about mm-hmm. him, like, you know, Galactus, I was like, oh, that is that is such a good mom thing. And then mm-hmm. that's why, you know, he opened up to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I thought it really hit home for JJ in a personal way, connecting mm-hmm. with him, just because um, I feel like he did really make her think of her own children and and then it goes back to Francesca and she and she's gonna have to pick and it's it, it's so hard to even watch it but then but then he admits to even like lying about being sick and then she when she goes and we see her going back and forth to Will when her children is sick like yeah, actually sick yeah. sick day <laughs> so it's just kind of interesting to see how it all falls together and I feel like that and that aspect of it really hit home for JJ in a way so uh, absolutely and mm-hmm. I think it's I loved how they had the parallelism between JJ's family mm-hmm. and this one. I think it was really smart and, again, made it more personal. But uh, it, it was just still scary now learning about the unsub. Yeah, Because yeah, we see throughout. I think it was really smart, again, in the narration that back in the flashbacks, yeah. quote-unquote, of JJ saying we learn information about the unsub, but then JJ in the present day retelling the story would also tell more information. So we got yeah. a lot of expos on the unsub in both times mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is really smart writing and really smart Super storytelling yeah. yeah i liked it um but we do learn about the unsub we eventually learn his name is john david bates mm-hmm. but he is a sadistic pyromaniac who loves setting fires and he has to watch and apparently when he was younger he used, he set his house on fire with his older sister in it mm-hmm. not once but twice but twice yeah and it's like, you know, and as they say, it's more of a compulsion and the fire is tied to it. And then the one thing I will say that they missed the boat on was, you know, explaining what his deal was with his sister. I mean, I know as an older sister, me and my brother used to get into it. Now we're like best friends. You want to burn each other? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like he never tried to set me on fire. <laughs> Siblings, I mean, they can be yeah. rough on yeah. you, but hopefully not yeah. that rough. I know they didn't really go too much into his family dynamic altogether. Um, like they sometimes do, but yeah, I, that was weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that too, because we learned that he's a sadistic pyromaniac that developed when he was younger, but we never really learned why or what caused him just to be a pyromaniac at such a young age. Mm -hmm. But it was enough to like still resonate after Mm -hmm. all these years being a teenager when he started and now being an adult. And the fact that he tried to do this twice, his parents relinquished Hmm. custody, therefore caused the whole trigger of him going into foster care system and juvie and just already having a difficult life growing up 
Um, it, you just understand more about this unsub and the fact that he never got to fulfill his first, I don't want to say mission, yeah. but yeah. his first attempt of trying yeah. to burn down a house. Mm-hmm. Well, and as I say, it was a compulsion. So that really is, you know, part of the trigger is he really was trying to just complete that one mission, you know, and that's when, you know, mental illness, that compulsion is, and that's what set him off, especially when he tried to reconnect with his sister, obviously, to complete that mission, and she blew him off. So he had to fulfill that in the time with these uh, other sets of siblings. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't help but think... Like, had he had he accomplished that mission years ago, would he be doing this to other kids now? I don't really know. I kind of thought of it during the episode. Just, like, would he be? Would these kids still be jeopardized? Or would he be in jail? Or, you know he what I mean? be in prison. You just never know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, it's, yeah, that's really scary to knowing that he did it at such a young age. And mm-hmm. he kept doing it over and over again. And the fact that the, the two runaways that we learned at the beginning, mm-hmm. that was just a test run for yeah. him. Yeah. Like, how many times does he have to do this to actually perfect what he's been trying to do all yeah. along? Because we already had four people already burned before yeah. the first ten minutes of the episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, those pictures, when they were looking at the forensics, uh-huh. were horribly, yeah, horrible. Those The bodies were horribly charred, and we learned that the boy was set on fire first mm-hmm. and then the girl and they had to look at each other mm-hmm. the fact that that causes like that mental infliction mm-hmm. that the unsub wanted so much mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's truly messed up oh yeah really yeah that goes back to like me saying how hard it was to watch and especially as they uncover all these clues and everything like how he wanted them to feel pain not only super physically but super emotionally as well mm-hmm. and that was hard for i mean anyone to watch if you're gonna mm-hmm. read just because of, these are kids they don't know they're like and these kids were younger like what 11 i think you said 11 and 11 and 16 yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, that's pretty young so i don't know just kind of putting yourself in that position makes it so much more real in a way especially when they're uncovering everything so it's crazy yeah, Ariane, Denis, uh, Benet in the chat sa- uh, says maybe them not saying why he did it is what they were going for. Sometimes people just do the things they do because, and I think the reason why they didn't show it is because it's scarier when there is no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah, because if you try to justify it or give reason to it, it mm-hmm. makes it, I don't, I don't want to say like less serious, mm-hmm. but it at a it, it seems like you're when you're trying to explain it gives its justification when it yeah. really doesn't. And to me, they did a good job of just showing this unsub as having like no remorse or justification, um, and, and especially dealing with kids. It's really hard for. I think people can more identify with an unsub if there's like a purpose behind him, and it's usually like an adult victim or someone that they see. Not necessarily use the word deserve, but they mm-hmm. can see where they went. Mm-hmm. With a child, you can't do that. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. No, I, I totally get what she's saying, actually. Mm-hmm. And if they had done that, then you would have felt compassion for this unsub. And there's been past episodes where they really go deep into their past, and I'm like, okay, I can kind of see where they're going with this. But I don't really want to feel that because they're doing horrible, horrible things to other people. So it's I don't even like when they do that. So I like that she mentioned that, actually. Yeah, I, I think that's smart. Yeah. Um, but we eventually learned that uh, another blitz attack on the mother, Renee, unfortunately. Okay. And we learned that Berto is now abducted. So the unsub has both uh, Berto and Francesca. And now they're like, okay, great, because this guy has accelerated so fast in Los Angeles. Yeah. We learned that he won't leave the area because Los mm-hmm. Angeles is key to him. Mm-hmm. But because he has both of them, he's going to do it soon. And it's a matter of finding him. 
but we learned with the uh, abandon and then you know we get we got the magic of jj uh, sorry not jj we got the magic of garcia mm-hmm. going through you know garcia. how to you know uh, filter everybody that they're looking for we need male brunettes mm-hmm. in los yeah. angeles I mean, it's just a few yeah <laughs> it's just <laughs> like i had a lot they're like uh and she even said they're like thousands and like literally thousands <laughs> um I, I love their self-awareness mm-hmm. um yeah, and I love the chat. They pretty much uh, all are in agreement. Queen of Rivera, Ariane Benet, um, talk about how we didn't have enough Garcia in this episode, they, that we really need her mm-hmm. sassy comments. Yeah. They kind of break that ice. But I feel like this episode they were trying to go a little bit more emotional, but it's still always nice to have those few little moments with her. Yeah, we can, I was, yeah, was going yeah, to say, as much as I love Luke, don't get me wrong, I mm-hmm. am a fan of Luke, but I do miss Morgan and Garcia's little... Banter, well, baby girl, yeah. had going on. <laughs> so like, it spiced it up a little bit. It may have mm-hmm. not so dark, and I, but I, I see what they're going for to make this episode like extra, extra dark. But I do miss Garcia's little side. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I, I think I love Garcia, and mm-hmm. she's amazing as well. But I think it was actually good that we didn't have much of mm-hmm. Garcia because it was more focused on JJ mm-hmm. and the fact that we had the unconventional storytelling of going from the flashback covering the case to Jor- to JJ's storytelling that's where our emotional breaks were we had go- we got the heavy well we're watching the episode but every time we went back to JJ it was like a kind of a moment to breathe mm-hmm. and um I enjoyed that whereas in a lot of episodes when you go back to Garcia that's your moment to breathe and yeah. laugh she is the comedic relief but I don't think this episode would have done any better if there was more comedy mm-hmm. in it yeah. for such a dark yeah story i don't think you can really put that much comedy when it comes to kids i mean or anyone really but there's something specific when it comes to kids especially Mm -hmm. young kids that makes it almost like not okay to have like that much comedy with it i don't think yeah it goes back into their decision not to really explain too much about the unsub Mm -hmm. and his motivations because again it's really hard to justify someone killing kids yeah Yes, it it really is. But and I'm just trying to like think of past episodes where Garcia was really involved, and it happens to be episodes with kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. um, There was that one specific episode in season five where she's talking to the teenager, the the one where all the teenagers were hanging themselves for fun as that game, and like she bonded with the teenage boy who was involved. So like, there have been moments where Garcia really does play her part, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I don't think she would her role wasn't as needed in this episode. Yeah, no, I would agree with that for sure. But, uh, yeah, so it pretty much all boils down to the big climactic scene mm-hmm. where the unsub David has all of... Or John, sorry, John David Bates. It's two names. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's confusing. Um, but he has both of the unsubs and actually sets them on fire in the abandoned building. And then JJ just runs in. She mm-hmm. says she reacted and, like... Yeah. It, it would be hard to be put in that position and not think mm-hmm. and just do. Will was not happy with that. <laughs> no. Will was not, which I can imagine, just because he's more like, you know you have two kids here of your own that you need to be here for kind of thing. I know you want to do your job. She, she has a heart of gold. We all know that. So I know mm-hmm. JJ or any of them would dive right in, but I think... And I think she was thinking of her kids at this point just because they are kids that she's trying to save. And um, his sister. Yeah. The unsub's mm. sister was in there too. So, yeah. So I, I Trisha. can see... Trisha. Mm. Yes. So she... I can understand why she ran in, but I think Will was kind of like... 
He went in, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) But even he said himself, he would have done the same thing if it was kids. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's the thing is like, while he's disappointed because she could have been killed and, you know, Mm -hmm. lost the mother of his children and his wife, at the same time, he would have done exactly the same thing. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly why they're together. Yeah. 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 And it's a hard position to be in when you're stuck in a building trying to release three people who are literally chained and then also simultaneously trying to track down the killer mm-hmm. and will we have that decision where they jj and alves separate yeah but i'm glad alves caught him really quick because yeah. yeah. it, it just pretty much the whole action was in the actual building jj yeah. trying to you know break all of them free mm-hmm. there's a scene there or like a moment where you can feel the irony with her when she's looking at all three people like which one do I do kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And like a split second, she's like, oh my gosh. And then she goes for the boy and Berto. 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 Yeah. And she said it just reminded her of her sons and that's why she did it. But I don't think she should be beating herself up for saving two people. I mean, I don't, like I can see where she, how she could feel bad. I mean, anyone would if anyone dies under their watch. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't blame like, you feel that. responsible. Yeah. You, you made a decision, yeah. and it cost someone their mm-hmm. life. Yeah, and Will points out to her, he's like, you're constantly telling, you know, victims' families mm-hmm. the same thing, or victims, yeah. you know, that live, and everyone blames himself and takes responsibility. You need to take your own advice. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Was, I, I had the quote, because it yeah, was yeah, just exactly. amazing. Yeah. So Will says, you spend a lot of time telling your p- telling people you can't blame themselves. Maybe you should take your own advice. You're a hero, Jennifer Duro. You're my hero, and your boys, and your team, and all those other people you saved. I know. I was like, like what do you say to that? Yeah. <laughs> like, what a man. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, oh, man. There are some good guys out in the world. I know. Mm-hmm. I kept having to pause this episode to just, like, I'm like, I'm not going to cry. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Get yourself together, Mads. Like, but seriously, this one really was, like, super emotional. Super. Like, on every aspect of it. Like, seeing her personal life and stuff, so... Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I mean, I admit, I cried at the end. Of yeah. Watching it the first mm-hmm. time, I'm just like, thank God I was by myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just a mess. <laughs> like, it, it's such a serious topic. Mm-hmm. And I, it was really scary seeing just Francesca's last reaction when she realized it's yeah. gonna, all those barrels are going to explode. Oh, it's just so scary. I she did, did a great job. Yeah, oh, yeah she did. Yeah, I was just going to say, I loved how Luke just sees that JJ's going to go for her, try to save her, and he grabs her and holds mm-hmm. her out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that was a really good, you know, stunt to me, too. Like, mm-hmm. everything they did right there. We're like, yeah, Luke. It was great. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I love that moment because that takes us back to, like, the very first scene in the mm-hmm. episode mm-hmm. when they're on the plane, which is usually the opposite of how these episodes yeah. mm-hmm. go. They, they always end on the plane, but we start on the plane, and... JJ actually thanks him for saving her. Mm-hmm. And I, I love his comeback. He was like, you, you know, I'm, we're a team. Yeah. yeah. I was like, and then I, I even have my in my notes. I like him. I like him. <laughs> I like him too a lot. Yeah. I really do. I think um, they almost need. Although I love the whole cast and crew, I feel like they needed that somewhat of a switch just to have someone different in there for once and someone that the crew doesn't know, the squad doesn't know. So yeah, I like him too. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I actually like Luke because one of the things, too, is they've done a really good job of just kind of sliding him in there. We know a little bit about him and how he came in, and it made sense. But they're not trying to shove him down, not trying to make him everyone's best friend. You know, mm-hmm. he was the one that went with JJ, and he saves her life. But it wasn't, it didn't seem forced. Like, they're trying to make us like this character. And that's what I liked about him is, you know, he's just there, and it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yes. I like him because he brings a softer kind of personality right now. No. Yeah. Like, we know he can have a tough side, but he can bring, like, that emotional side to it, too, mm-hmm. for his character. And, like, I like the fact that he isn't a fully-fledged profiler and he knows that the audience knows that so he didn't come in with like um this inflated ego Mm -hmm. um who thinks he knows what he's doing and tries to go against you know the mold of what they always do like rossi did when he came in like he's very proficient in his job and he just went against the book for everything they're like uh yeah well like we work as a team not individually and i liked how he is kind of the opposite of what rossi was Mm -hmm thinking that we're, we're automatically a team. So I like Elvis. He can <laughs> yeah. stay. Yeah. He can stay. But, yeah, anything else about this episode? Other than the fact it was just amazing. Amazing acting yeah. from A.J. Cook. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she, she – I. it's so – great to see her grow through these seasons because she was a great actress at first and when she came in but Mm -hmm. now she's outstanding i think she's doing such a great job i feel like she especially because her actual kids are on the show she can feel that much more emotional oh yeah i feel like so it was so good to like see I'm, i'm glad that this one was built around her for once. I feel like she almost deserves it in a way. Yeah, because mm-hmm. to me, JJ is like the Hawkeye of the team. The one, the normal <laughs> one that just pulls it all together. And to me, the evolution of JJ, like you say, with AJ Cook's acting, it just only gets better. And the character has developed so much. I mean, she was just like a press liaison. She was a liaison. In the beginning. Yeah, like, you know, and now she's a full-fledged, uh, you know, profiler. Is you know, been to Iraq, you know, all that. She, yeah. yeah, she's a well-oiled machine Mm -hmm. and she just she's seen some things and i I loved how it was probably the perfect ending for this episode that Mm -hmm. she's with her kids Mm -hmm. and safe at home Mm -hmm. and that like even leads to the amazing quote by mother Teresa: love begins by taking care of the closest ones the ones at home i mean (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i just kept getting like there's there's not much you can say it's just it's just so emotion like usually for a lot of the episodes it's more like intense and oh yeah like read like everyone and then this one was just so much more like oh (laughs) yeah like like it brings you back to like what really matters and i feel like that's what they really wanted to point on in this episode for sure yeah we we, i felt it was definitely jj heavy which is totally fine i'm for Mm -hmm. it um and we got a little bit of each one of the members of the BAU, we got a little hotch in this no. episode. Mm-hmm. Read for his one moment and realizing that the unsub stays in Los Angeles. But I mean, it was all JJ, and she carried this episode mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, but an amazing episode. Mm-hmm. Like I'm probably gonna watch this episode again. <laughs> so good. Yeah, this season already in general is just killing it. I think. Oh yeah, and we're only two episodes, and we have the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. But all right, so that leads us to a little bit of news, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, yes, because we all yes, we all know. Unfortunately, Tom Skipson is eventually going to leave this show, but uh, we actually have a new person in that that just got hired on. Damon 
Gupton. I believe we have a photo queued up as well. Damon Gupton, he will be introduced as a, in the eighth episode as Special Agent Stephen Walker. Oh, um, yeah. And we'll first see him in the eighth episode. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Walker is a season profile from the Behavioral Analysis Program, the Counterintelligence Division of the FBI. So, and he'll bring spy hunting skills to the BAU. So that's what his character is going to be. Um, probably, definitely a fill-in for Thomas Gibson's departure on the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, yeah, he's a series regular, so mm-hmm. we're going to see him a lot. I'm excited. <laughs> Very excited. And everyone's excited for Prentice next week. I know you're the most excited, Marissa. <laughs> yeah, the chat is just like, I can't wait for Emily to be back. <laughs> I was so, I was waiting for her in this episode because the previews last week teased us. They did show a clip of Prentice, like, looking at something. Like, she saw the yeah. explosion, yeah. too, in this episode. Nope, she wasn't there. Nope. I'm like, so well, she was <laughs> cruel. So, and yeah, so apparently this is the last official episode mm-hmm. of Thomas Gibson, which is really sad because that's how Hotch ends. Just, I think it's very fitting that he tells JJ to take some yeah. time off. I'm um, knowing that this is a family related incident and it's going to emotionally rock her, but it's just really sad that's how he departs. Yeah, so it's confirmed that that's really his last scene and. You know, they're going to have to just write him off. And I hope yeah. he gets one like he, he really wanted to, that hit him harder than he thought. And he wanted to spend more time with Jack as opposed to like killing him off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That just makes me sad. I like no. Hodge. I love Hodge. We all love Hodge. We all love Hodge. It's com- going to completely change the dynamic. Yeah. Because he is the leader. People go mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. And even when I noticed in this episode when we started the whole case, Rossi was the one giving all the information, the, yeah. the information that Hotch would normally be giving out to all of them. Yeah. As weird as it sounds, I like look at Hotch for them almost as like their father <laughs> in a way, just because he he's, yeah. he's like such a fatherly figure to them all the time. So it'll be, I'm kind of sad to see him go. Definitely like the paternal kind of yeah. surrogate that we all need. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's just really sad because he's been with us since literally the first episode, and to see oh. him go. Mm-hmm. We hate when people leave. Mm-hmm. People that we love. Fresh faces are great too, though. Yeah, yeah but Luke, yeah. I'm digging Luke. <laughs> I, I we're all digging Luke a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I want to welcome Damon Gupton to yes. the BAU team. Yes. We'll see him in a few episodes. Sweet. But all right, so let's get to predictions, predictions then. And now you're after Buzz TV. So other than the fact that Prentice comes back, yeah. <laughs> I'm super excited. But we do know from like the premiere and like mm-hmm. the even the finale of last year's season that all these criminal the the serial killers there's five left they're mm-hmm. still out there. Mm-hmm. So do you think that they'll slowly reveal all of them throughout the season, or will this be wrapped up quick? I think that they'll slowly reveal it. To be honest, just because that seems how it how it kind of goes, but at least I I almost hope they do just to keep the suspense up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, as weird as it sounds, I um, I keep seeing Garcia and Luke running into each other everywhere. So maybe he's going to be taking Morgan's place and being that little mm-hmm. that little headphone yeah. thing for Garcia. So are well, you for that relationship? I, I kind of am low key, maybe high key. <laughs> I'm kind of for it just because. It was so cute throughout the last few seasons that 
I feel like we need that that lightheartedness in there a little bit. And Luke seems with it, so I guess I'm with it too. <laughs> and then the chat roll totally agrees with you. There was, uh, let's see, they had some hashtags. Let's go back and find those for them because they really want... Hashtag Garcia and Luke. <laughs> yeah, hashtag Garvez or hashtag Al. Larcia. Larcia almost just sounds like my name. <laughs> Larcia sounds like. Uh, what was the other no, one? Gar. Sorry. Um. Gar. Uh, Garvez. Yeah, Garvez. Garvez. Um, I like Garvez. How about no? <laughs> just like no just in like general. Yeah. I like them completely You're not platonic. A fan? You're not Team Garzo. <laughs> I still hope that Garcia and Kevin will get married one day because I love I Nicholas Brendan so and they're I. so cute. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, unfortunately, he's not. And I'm like their be- their breakup was yeah. <laughs> not yeah. fun. I was like, no, no, he's like the perfect balance for Garcia. He mm-hmm. is, and he's such a you know he really steps up for her, and it's cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he can kind of do her job for the yeah. most part. She's better, obviously. Yeah, but he could do it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I miss him. Bring oh. him back, please. <laughs> I don't want to see Garcia have. I mean, we loved. Derek Morgan yeah. and Garcia mm-hmm. together so much that like kind of replacement. Oh. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see that. Like a replacement. Yeah. It's like you know what? They can just be friends. Mm-hmm. Yep. Al- friend. a, yeah, l- totally a little. What, what would they say? Sugar mama. Yeah, he's no, called baby, baby girl. girl. Baby yeah, girl. baby girl. <laughs> I know. Boo sixteen at B says maybe Luke will call her Chica instead of baby girl. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love it. Or señorita. Mm. Like we could do that. <laughs> so cute. I'm for it. I'm, I'm for that kind of relationship. <laughs> Just the you know the fun platonic relationship. Exactly. Yeah. Anything else you think? will happen on the show i foresee you know i do think that they're gonna give hodge a, a nicer ending you know because you know fans really would rather see that send off like we got with morgan yeah. than mm-hmm. you know he's gonna get killed it's gonna be worse jack's you know because we're all gonna be if he doesn't go off nicely we're gonna be wondering what's happened to jack like what's he doing who's taking care of him and i feel that they just sort of want to wrap it up and that way they can do it uh-huh. And I feel that they will slowly reveal the five killers, and the, but they will wrap it up at the end of this season. Yeah, I, I think so, mm-hmm. too. But um, I'm just excited for Prentice. Yes. <laughs> because she's now a series regular, mm-hmm. and Emily Prentice is my fave. Mm-hmm. Padgett Brewster all the way. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and watching us, listening to us. We're still a brand-new show, so definitely go on to iTunes, After Buzz TV, Criminal Minds. Leave us a rating. Leave us a comment. And we'll give you shout-outs, too. But in the meantime, where can everyone keep following you? Thank you guys so much for watching. And tune next week as well. I'm Madison Makeley, and you can find me on all my socials at Maddie underscore Makeley. And I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys, so you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the Internet since there is only one. All right. <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter at TV. You can follow all of this here on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those social media platforms at AfterBuzz TV. Keep rating, keep commenting, keep watching. We love the show. It's so good and so many more new faces to come onto the BAU and more episodes to talk about. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.